This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. On pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, folks, next up on this list here at the World Economic Forum, weforum.org. It says Ray Kurzweil. You all know who he is. As I've said many times, we spent the first three episodes of the Dustin Gold Standard on Ray Kurzweil. He is a futurist, which he is not. I've said many times he's an engineer who is working on the technocratic technology. And so over the years, he comes out and he says, I predict next year that X is going to happen. And then it happens. And then you go and do the research and find out that he was the guy leading the project. I actually pointed out an example, I think, in episode one or two. It's like me walking across the uh, driveway over to my neighbor's yard, Josh. And I walk up to Josh and I go, I predict that in uh, 30 seconds from now, your face is going to hurt. He goes, whoa, whoa, you're a futurist. Are you? How could you predict that? I take out a frying pan and smash him in the face. He falls to the ground. He holds his face. He goes, damn, my face stings. You are a futurist. I go, yes, I predicted that. All right, so he's not a futurist. It says the co-founder of Singularity University, we know Peter Thiel's involved with this, has expressed an interest in UBI to cover the basic necessities in life. In a recent Q&A at Singularity University, Kurzweil said people who are no uh, longer forced to work for a monthly paycheck could instead pursue their passions. Quote, you'll do something that you enjoy, that you have a passion for. Why don't we just call that work and quote right why don't they just give you free stuff why do they have to give you the central bank digital currency ubi why don't they just let you go to the government canteen and you pick up free stuff oh wait a second that's exactly what this is oh you didn't figure that out 
Back when my wife was growing up in communist Poland until she was about 9, 10 years old under the Soviet Union, her parents remember the days of having food vouchers, similar to food stamps here, and they would go down to the store and they'd be able to buy their allotment of what the government deemed them worthy of being able to buy, like one loaf of bread, four potatoes, a little block of cheese. So that's the same thing, folks. What would be the difference if the government sent you down to the food bank to pick up your weekly allotment of food versus them giving you your weekly allotment in the form of universal basic income? They're just food coupons that you're bringing down to the food kitchen, to the soup kitchen, uh, to pick up your weekly allotment of supplies. No difference. That's what this system is. They're close to implementing it. That's what it is. It's no different than that, folks. They just call it money, so you think you're getting free money, when all you're doing is getting your share, your allotment of goods. And this all goes back to the Energy Certificate of Technocracy Incorporated. This is why I keep bringing this back up, because we spent the time to review the historical documents that show the original blueprints. I call them the founding documents of the government that we live under today. And so they explain that. So that's what you're getting. You're getting food vouchers. The difference is, the difference is, if they were actually handing you $2,000 in cash in an envelope, okay, you could go spend that really on anything that you wanted, as long as the merchants you're dealing with accept cash, accept fiat currency. Well, in this case, once it's CBDC, they can program it so that you can only buy from certain merchants and you can only buy certain goods and services. Services, you could only purchase, say, gasoline or charge your electric vehicle at the times that the government or the central bank deems to be fit. All right. Wide awake, Jim wanted me to tell you guys this. He said, uh, if you are, he's doing some research now into internet security. He said, if you're shopping online, he highly recommends you definitely use a credit card and not a debit card because you're more protected with the credit card and you're not actually using your money. You're using credit or as I used to do. Because I used to be really serious about this. I've slipped up in the last couple of years. I'm going to get back to it. Go get three, $400 in cash out of the ATM and go buy a prepaid credit card and then use that to shop online. That's going to help protect you from identity theft and uh, from all the cyber hacks. And the reason why we're seeing a rise in cyber hacks, uh, I'll eventually do some shows on this. It is my opinion, but it's also pretty much common sense is that the more cyber hacks there are, the more bank accounts that are hacked, like what happened to my wife, the more people are going to accept the next solution, which is the central bank digital currency, because the elites are going to tell you that you're going to be more secure with your digital ID and your CBDC. So the cyber hacks, if not being committed by the elites themselves and or our government, they are being allowed to happen in order to set the narrative that we need the the next level of security. They're already talking about out of the World Economic Forum that with the rise of quantum computing, all of the cybersecurity of the last two decades goes out the window. So we need another solution. This is going to be it. This is the rise of blockchain and CBDC. All right. Albert Wenger 
a founder of several companies and now a partner of venture capital firm Union Square Ventures. Wenger has written extensively about the benefits of UBI on his blog. Most people Wenger wrote in May, quote, have resigned themselves to the fact that their earlier dreams of what they wanted to do in life will not be realized, end quote. Yeah, well... I think uh, COVID land high school theater production had a lot to do with that. Uh, Wenger says economic inequality is to blame in a future of basic income could help rectify those missed opportunities. So this guy who is this venture capital firm uh, partner, Union Square Ventures, he really cares about the little guy. These guys get up and they work hard every day figuring out a scam scheme and grift. And then in their free time, they think about how they're going to help you because they love you. That's what you're supposed to believe. It goes on to say Tim O'Reilly, O'Reilly CEO of O'Reilly Media, has said he doesn't necessarily believe the hype that automation will threaten U.S. employment, but he does acknowledge that UBI is a good idea and, quote, just the beginning of the discussion, end quote. For O'Reilly, what's important is that work gives people both meaning and identity. That's how a basic income could truly be successful, he says. It would reshape the definition of work itself and give people more flexibility to do the things that they feel most personally fulfilling. He's so philanthropic. Chris Hughes, Facebook co-founder Chris Hughes, is an active supporter of UBI, telling NPR in September that the system could go a long way toward rebuilding Americans' faith in an economy many people see as, quote, broken in many ways, end quote. Quote, rather than try to restructure our economy so it looks like the 1950s, I think we have to be honest with ourselves, end quote. Chris Hughes said, since jobs are already disappearing, Hughes uh, urges people to consider what systems will need to create if millions more follow right so they're setting the stage for this folks it's problem reaction solution you can see that clearly i believe now i'm gonna fast forward three years from that article into this article on the world economic forum so that that basically is going to sum up our section on billionaires technocrats bureaucrats banksters schemers scammers grifters and thieves backing universal basic income as you know i've said peter thiel's on board kanye west is on board uh, bill gates mark zuckerberg all of these folks jeff bezos they're all on board with universal basic income you know that now i don't need to keep beating that dead horse and that's not the same horse that we led into the glue factory with the carrot it's a different dead horse this is a guy that got a hold of all the carrots ate them and he actually ate so much that his horse stomach exploded uh, <laughs> Folks, today I'm just kind of in a goofy mood. I'm in a good mood today. I'm trying not to go totally dark. I don't want to beat myself over the head with this stuff so much that I'm in a bad mood. Santa Claus got me in a good mood yesterday. Willie G behaved himself. He actually slept through most of the night last night. Got up a couple times to feed from the boob fay and uh, went right back to sleep. So I got a lot of sleep. I'm well rested. I am in a good mood. And I've got a lot to do today after I record the show. So if I'm a little goofy, that is why. You get goofy, Dustin, today. Uh, this article is from April 
2020. And I just want to show you, because this is all coming out of the World Economic Forum, and I know a lot of people like to focus on WEF. And so I will always uh, loop them in when it uh, makes sense. This is under COVID-19. It says universal basic income is the answer to the inequalities exposed by COVID-19. And of course here, they have a photograph of a bunch of Asian folks. Looks like three Asian women with uh, masks on, you know, the white ones, not an N95, I don't think, but they're better than the paper ones, I guess. These will suffocate you faster than the little paper ones they tried to make me wear at the hospital when my wife was giving birth. And they are carrying food bank boxes here. It says, what's, what does this say? People pick up fresh food at Los Angeles Regional Food Bank giveaway. What did I just say, folks? What did I just say? Why don't they just give you boxes of food? You go down to the food bank, you get your weekly allotment, rather than mess around with UBI and CBDC. Well, let's see what the folks over at the World Economic Forum were talking about. At the very beginning here, this is April 2020. Remember, COVID really kicked off with lockdowns in about March of 2020. Let's see what they were saying. One month into COVID, uh, on their big push here for universal basic income. Ladies and gentlemen, when I get back, I'm going to blow your mind. You're going to see what was going on inside of the Trump White House also uh, with universal basic income and CBDC. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold. Right here on Pain.tv slash gold. I am in a jolly mood, folks. It's Christmas. Come on, get with the program. Get with the program. Marie Albanese of the Thomas Paine Podcast, co-host on Fridays. She's over there. She's got her husband, Nick. I'm going to start calling him Jolly Old Saint Nick. And she's just got her, she's got her whip out and she's beating Nick. He's up on the side of the house putting up lights. <laughs> my wife and we got the tree up the other day. It was really fun. Uh, decorating the tree with my mother-in-law and Willie G was just laying there on the ottoman and staring up he loved all the lights and so we ordered uh last year I got my wife we got matching stockings you know they embroider them I think I got them on Etsy or something like that 
And uh, so we ordered uh, that company's still around. It's a little mom and pop place that embroiders them. So we got uh, matching ones for Willie G and for her mom. So those will be coming the next couple of days. So we got the uh, the mantle hooks to go over the the little fireplace there. And so it looks great, folks. So come on, get with the program. Don't be a Grinch, ladies and gentlemen. One day I will do uh, maybe as we lead up into Christmas. And we take a little break from the darkness. I'm going to do a theatrical reading of the Grinch for you. I did it for Willie G, like in the first week he was born. And he was laughing. I mean, he looked like he was laughing. Of course, he kind of laughs when he takes a dump. So it could have been that as well, folks. But um, no, I do like more of a Jim Carrey style Grinch. And I know folks over here at the Dust and Gold Standard, they write me all the time. You guys say you like when I mix in the voices, the Trump, the Alex Jones. I do voices, uh, you know, the Bill Gates, Dennis Bushnell, Anthony Fauci. I like to mix in some of the weird scientists that we look at. Sometimes it just pops into my head. I mean, they're hacky little club impressions, but they're fun to do. They're fun to do. So I'll, I'll mix the Grinch in here. It says right here in this article, folks, rule number one of crisis management. When you find yourself in a hole, first, stop digging. In the COVID-19 outbreak frenzy, several countries are considering massive fiscal stimulus packages and printing money to blunt the concurrent crisis underway, the pandemic and the unraveling economic depression. Now, in April, one month into COVID land, the high school theater production, they knew it was a pandemic and there was this unraveling economic depression. It goes on to say these plans are essential, but they need to be strategic and sustainable. Because in addressing the current crisis, we must avoid sowing seeds of new ones as the stakes are incredibly high. And then uh, just so you know here, this is like the have you read section. So they're recommending Pope Francis says it might be time to consider a universal basic wage in Easter letter. Universal basic income costs far less than you might think. Here's why. Don't believe in a universal basic income. This is why it would work and how we can pay for it. So eventually we'll look at some of these. But it goes on to say it is time to add a new element to the policy packages that governments are introducing. One we know but have abandoned, universal basic income. It is needed as part of the package that will help us to get out of this yawning pit. The naysayers, like Dustin Gold of the Dustin Gold Standard. Now, it doesn't say that. I just put it in there. The naysayers, and there are plenty, will point out that it won't work because no country can afford to regularly dole out money to every citizen. They will argue that they will run unsustainable deficits, which cannot be financed. Now, that that's misdirection. That's how misdirection works because I'm not complaining that we can't pay for it. I mean, true, it's going to, in this financial system, it will strap debt onto your great 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 grandchild which is unfair to them they're not even born yet folks they haven't even uh they haven't even been thought about the people that will give birth to them don't even know they don't even exist at this point but no it's not because of that it's because it's a system of total control it's a slave state that's why i'm against it people are being tricked into it 
I mean, if you could get free money with no strings attached, I'd say take it. I just don't want to see people sell their soul to the slave state system. And if 90% or 80% or 70% or even eh, between 40 and 50% of the people get on board with this, they are the anchor that will drag you and I down, folks. They are the anchor tied around our legs when Tony Soprano throws us overboard. They're the anchor who drags us down, like the people who got on board with all of the live role play, the live action role play of COVID Land, the high school theater production, the Karens and the Kens who put on the masks and tiptoed around on the stickers on the floor of the grocery store, yelling at you, you're going the wrong way in the aisle. Those are the anchors. They will drag us down. Goes, in to say, uh, goes on to say here, this is a valid concern, but the alternative not strongly addressing COVID-19 repercussions will result in a greater surge in inequality, increasing social tensions that would cost governments even more and open countries to heightened risk of societal conflict. The pandemic that began in China has raged across Asia and beyond, exposing inequalities and vulnerabilities of huge populations in the region. Right. This is back then. We're supposed to believe the story of the bat. You know, Batman caused this. Uh, This includes informal workers. Estimated 1.3 billion people, or two-thirds of the Asia-Pacific workforce, as well as migrants, with almost 100 million dislocated in India alone. If a large part of an entire generation loses its livelihood, with no social safety net to catch it, the social cost will be unbearably high. Economic instability will follow the flare-up of social tensions. During these times when we need to kickstart sputtering economies, the payoff of social stability would be tremendous, making an even more powerful argument for universal basic income. So a new social contract needs to emerge from this crisis that rebalances deep inequalities that are prevalent across societies. To put it bluntly, the question should no longer be whether resources for effective social protection can be found, but how they can be found. Universal basic income promises to be a useful element of such a framework. So as you can see here, a month into COVID land, the high school theater production, the World Economic Forum is setting up the narrative for universal basic income, okay, which will be tied to central bank digital currency, programmable and expirable money, as well as a social score system. All three go hand in hand with each other. Goes on to say countries like the United States and Canada are already making such plans. Alaska, in fact, has been making annual UBI payments to every state resident for decades. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, he is a World Economic Forum young leader, ladies and gentlemen. Over 50% of his cabinet come out of the World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab has actually bragged about that. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau pledged $2,000 Canadian uh, money a month for the next four months to workers who have lost income due to the pandemic a short-term form of ubi now we need to expand it and make it work in the long term and we can we must approach it differently from how we have in the past we should neither view it as a handout nor as a band-aid solution to add on to systems already in place instead we should use the current twin crisis to reevaluate we are all quote 
still digging, end quote. To make UBI fly, we will need fair taxation. Countries will have to work together, exchanging data across borders to stop people and corporations from evading taxes. Simply put, we must all pay our fair share. With good conscience, we can no longer privatize profit and socialize loss. Now, when they're talking about cross borders there, this article is about universal basic income, but they're also referencing now the technologies of central bank digital currency right so this is this is all this cross-border stuff and uh stopping corporations from evading taxes folks the corporations that are putting this into place that are promoting this the technocrats the elites the bureaucrats that i already showed you are supporting this are all the guys who are actually the ones cheating so when they say they want to put this into place to stop economic terrorism and to be able to stop tax cheats they are the ones they are the ones that are actually the ones cheating on the level that they're actually referring to which is comical it's comical because it's actually a system that is going to be designed to keep us down to drive us into a slave state while they pretend that they're going to go after themselves we're going to go after the greedy billionaires you are the greedy billionaires it goes on to say then stop these subsidies notably fossil fuel subsidies which hinder the path to achieving the sustainable development goals especially climate change targets as we know that's a complete scam and the fossil fuel folks are on board with the world economic forum and the whole climate change hustle we covered that in episodes 80 and 88 with wide awake jim and we're going to get deeper into that uh sometime this week goes on to say, this would benefit us all while generating financial resources, not just for UBI, but also to support affected fossil fuel companies. Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, two of the biggest scumbags on the planet Earth. No, it doesn't say that. I added it in. Among the richest people on the planet have both advocated for the rich to pay more in taxes, the lack of which has led to a growing, enormous disparity. And as you know, they could just write a check to the government anytime they want. goes on to say, According to Credit Suisse's 2018 Global Wealth Report, 10% of the world's richest own 85% of its wealth. 10% of the world's richest own 85% of its wealth. You got that? So you have 10 people, all right? One guy owns 85% of the total wealth of those 10 people. See how that works? And they're going to sit here and say they're creating a system to help us. They are the greedy bastards who scammed, schemed, and grifted their way to the top. These are the con men. These are the matchstick men that have run the scams, the schemes, and the grifts and stole the wealth from all of us. And now they're coming to our rescue. Folks, do you believe this? Do you actually believe this? You cannot believe this. Bill Gates and Warren Buffett are not here to save us. If they wanted to, they could take their combined, what, four or $500 billion, keep a billion each, and take $498 million and just give it to the government if you think the government is so good. Give it to the government and tell them you want them to disseminate $2,000 checks, no strings attached, to... The first people that line up in line, they just hand them $2,000 a piece until that money is gone. 
That won't happen. Why? Because they're liars and they're driving us into a slave state, a system of total control, a prison planet matrix system right here in the physical world. For those of us who get to live, the rest of us get engineered out of existence. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm engineering myself out of existence. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 